Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome to our 11-part series on Epcot's World Showcase. Each week we will dive into the history, details, and fun facts of a World Showcase pavilion. Join us this week as we continue into Morocco. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. Welcome back. Welcome. We are here with another episode of Where in the World Showcase. And where are we today? Um, well, if you didn't listen to the <laughs> intro and you're lost, we're in Morocco. We're in Morocco and it's time to start off with our global greeting. We're going to head around the World Showcase and catch up to where we are. So let's kick things off with hola, halu, ni hao, hello, ciao, howdy. Konnichiwa. And today we've reached Morocco, which I think that um, it's worth mentioning that when you're in Morocco, the main language that we are looking at is Arabic. And um, we're going to do our best to pronounce this one. But we have salam, which is like just hello. But then there's a, a secondary portion, um, which is welekum, which is like, I guess, hey, how are you? Hey, what's up? How are you? Howdy, Waylakum. Yeah. <laughs> Salam, Waylakum. So we've made it all the way to Morocco. We have, and there's so much to talk about in this pavilion. We're really excited to jump in and share, gosh, the architecture, uh, the food, the shopping, the atmosphere, everything you can find here so that when you are visiting Epcot in the future, you can stop by this pavilion and be like, oh my gosh, I found this out about the architecture or fun fact. Here's a hidden Mickey. You never know. Never know. You never know. So we're going to share it all here on this episode. Yes, I'm really excited about Morocco. This is one of my favorite pavilions in all of World Showcase. I don't know how you feel about it or if you spent much time here, but I think it's gorgeous. It is a very beautiful pavilion. I have plenty of photos in this area, and I feel like that is one of my main reasons to stop here. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically... Well, I'm trying to think about in the past, like I've gone in the little shopping areas before. I've never eaten in Morocco, I don't think, now that I think about it, but always a really good photo spot um, and lots of cool things to see. Yeah, great photo spot because there's often not a lot of people. No, it's. I feel like it's every time I've gone back into this pavilion, it's always quiet in the back. For sure. Yeah, people just kind of peruse right through. I think yes. a lot of what you can see and do or a lot of the food options are right up front so people don't wander on back and they miss out on a lot of cool details that we'll get to talk about they do well what i think what we should start with is a little bit of the history of this pavilion because it it actually was not one of the original pavilions when epcot first opened world showcase spoiler alert yeah so there were only two that are in the existing world showcase now that were not a part of the 19 
1982 opening of Epcot. We've already discussed one of them, Norway. And then this one, Morocco, is actually the first edition after Epcot opened. And I feel like the history of this pavilion matches what Imagineers were really hoping for with World Showcase, um, where they opened this, I guess, World's Fair of sorts where you can see and, and sample lots of different parts of different cultures um, in different countries around the world. And Morocco was like, hey, we we want to be a part of this. Yeah. And this pavilion was actually commissioned and built up in a very intentional way. Yeah. I mean, it's been really cool to kind of figure out more of the history of this pavilion, like you said, and kind of see how um, they brought in people from the area to have their hands specifically on this pavilion to give it that cultural touch. And um, I know we mentioned it already. It wasn't one of the first. um, It wasn't part of the original World Showcase, but it did open on September 7th, 1984, just two years after. And um, the opening and just, I guess, the creation of this area was really encouraged by the king of Morocco. Yes, it was King Hassan II who was like, hey, we got to be a part of this World Showcase thing. And if we're going to be a part of it, we're going to do it in a really authentic um, cultural representation of Morocco, our country. And so um, he is the reason that this country or this pavilion is as detailed as it is. And he's the reason that natural or not natural, but native artisans were sent to Orlando, Florida to be a part of the construction of this pavilion because he was like, if it's going to be Morocco, you are going to feel like you're in Morocco. Yes. I love that. One of the biggest features in this pavilion are all the beautiful mosaics that you see. And this was something that the artisans specifically focused on when building this area. Um, When it came to like the content of the art, though, the mosaics actually don't contain any representation of people that is due to their um, Islamic religious beliefs. So they kept that in mind when designing these mosaics, which is just a really cool thing to know how they respected that and um, took that into consideration when they were building. Yeah, and the materials outside of, I mean, the mosaics, the tiles, those were, um, you know, really... I remember when we were talking about China, how they like screen printed exact copies of the temple. Um, I am sure that the tiles that are used in a lot of these mosaics in the same sense are as authentic or real as they can be. And then the um, way that they did the carvings of the tall structures as well um, all came from their their native way of doing things. And so um, the... The way that it looks is authentic, but this pavilion actually has one of the longest lists of specific landmarks that are represented in in the area that you can find. Yes, it does. It is a very, um, I would say, like, vibrant area when you walk in this pavilion. All the colors on the mosaics and the buildings, the way they look. And when you look at certain areas in this pavilion, you might be able to spot things that you would see in Morocco. Um, I know that it is the, the pavilion itself is inspired by three different cities that are in Morocco. Um, but the landmark specifically, I'm going to do a horrible job of pronouncing this, but the Kutoiba Minaret of Marrakesh. 
So, I, yeah, I, th I don't know what the um, correct pronunciation of Kotobia. We're really struggling. Kotobias. Anyway, it's one of those. It is the prayer tower from the 12th century mosque. So it is like, it is gorgeous. It's this very tall tower that I cannot pronounce. Yeah, so it's the um, prayer tower. That's what we'll call We're gonna it. We're going to call it the prayer tower. It is yes. the, so when you're looking at the pavilion, this is off to the right, isn't it? The tall section, or am I looking at it in a backwards way? Maybe it's on the left. Um, if you're looking at it, like your back is to the um, World Showcase Lagoon, uh -huh. I think it's on the left. I, I, you're right. You're right. It is on the left. I was thinking. I was thinking facing the other way. <laughs> so it well, on the right. But. Yeah. Either way, um, there is um, this prayer tower, which is um, a, a replica or a representation of something that has been in Morocco for centuries, which is really neat um, to think about that history. And then uh, another. Um, landmark I guess that you see right when you come to the front of the Morocco pavilion is going to be that beautiful fountain that's like right in the center I think that's one of the first things that always catches my eye um but the um fountain is I think it's called well it was inspired by the Mm, Nejerine, Nejerine Fountain. Fez. Yeah, Fez is a like a city or a location in Morocco. So oh, okay, yeah, I have no um, idea. I think Fez is also the name of like the little hats that Aladdin and um, oh, Abu wear. Yeah. Um, but yes, the I think Nejerine is the best that we can do. Tangerine, Nejerine, who knows? Yeah. Um, I'm like really hesitant to like spit out a pronunciation because I know I'm probably butchering it, but yes, I, this fountain is gorgeous and I love it when um, you can have something that if you were to visit Morocco, you would be able to find this represented um, really obviously um, in how it's structured and built. And it's just a really gorgeous thing to just sit and take in the sights in Epcot. I love getting a little snacky snack and just sitting there at the fountain listening to the water run and people watching. But this for me, like I said, is what catches my eye whenever I get to the pavilion. For sure, same with me, because it is made up of these tiny little square colorful mosaic tiles throughout the entire fountain, and it is just breathtaking to look at, thinking about like how long that would have taken to make, putting all those individual tiles down, I can't even imagine. So it's just, it is a beautiful little area. You can sit around the fountain. A lot of people use, it, use this as a little rest stop, um, and oftentimes there are photo pass members out and taking photos right there by the fountain as well because you've got a beautiful beautiful like arch gate behind you as well yeah and i think recently i don't remember what year it was but in the last few years there was like a pretty heavy refurbishment on the fountain they put um like the scrim screen all the way around it and they updated all these tiles so disney is always doing a really great job of making sure that all of these um, not just not just in Epcot and World Showcase, everywhere in Disney, they're making sure that everything is pristine, everything looks 
um, perfect that if there are multiple tiles that are cracked, broken, or out of place, they're going in and replacing them every so often. Um, and so this fountain is beautiful. It's, again, one of the landmarks, but we've got more to go through, um, more uh, names to potentially butcher. So <laughs> let's just keep rolling. Okay, so the next thing we have on our list is the Gate to the Medina. It is a... It a the words. Um, it is a replica of the Bob mm, Bujalut. <laughs> that was not even it. Gate. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if it's like Bujaloud or Bujalud, but honestly, your pronunciation skills are way better than mine. So whatever you say is what I'm just believing to be the pronunciation. I'm just gonna go ahead and Let's speak that. Let's do a combo of both and call it the Bujaloud. Bujaloud. The Bujaloud so. Gate. Um, and if you, once you're in the Medina, this is when you can find the bustling marketplace or the bazaar. Yes. So it's this beautiful, like, gate archway that's Massive. directly behind the fountain mm-hmm. and is a great, like I said, a great photo spot when you have the two combined. Yeah. Again, there are a lot of times photo pass photographers sitting here because it is so picturesque. And it's one of those things where if you can have a photo pass um, picture taken when you're in these world showcase pavilions, and it looks like you're traveling to all these different countries. I mean, who wouldn't want to stop and take a quick photo? Yeah, just hide your Mickey tea and take your mini years off and it's like, boom, tourist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, this archway is beautiful. And the marketplace behind is something that I personally love just going and exploring and, and looking at. And that is going to be, again, more accurate representation of what marketplaces or what they would consider bazaars um, in this country um, would be like and so that's pretty authentic the way that that's structured as well but the last um, specific landmark um, that we have like a name for is going to be the Ville Nouvelle or New City Um, and it's got a royal gallery and the Moroccan National Tourist Office whenever this pavilion was first structured you could go and talk to people about visiting Morocco which I think is so so crazy um that I mean at this point I get it when you go to Disney World you're not necessarily looking for you know tourist attractions um or uh reasons to go to other countries I don't know but um, I think it is cool that this was an area where they had an actual office or um, tourist location to talk to people about Morocco I think that's really intentional yeah I mean would you ever visit Morocco oh 100 percent yeah I have um I would love to visit Marrakesh Marrakesh is the the capital um where when you think of Morocco or when you think of the World Showcase Pavilion, that's a lot of what Marrakesh looks like. Um, but we also, Sam and I have friends that live in Morocco and we would love to visit them someday. Um, but yeah, the way that um, this pavilion is set up is like you're strolling the streets of Morocco. And I love that. A very live-action Aladdin moment. Yes, exactly. Very live-action Aladdin. That's, we see a lot of Aladdin in this pavilion, which we'll get to a little bit later. But in general, the architecture of this area, the building materials that are used, are going to be your authentic terracotta tiles and carved plaster, green roofs, and stucco archways. You can really see the way that they place the stucco over specific archways, and it it's just so intricate and well done 
And you can just tell that, like, Disney spent so much time um, with the people of Morocco to make this look so authentic and original to the culture, which I love. Um, so it is so cool when you're in there. Take a pause, look at this architecture, and notice those elements. Yeah, and even the landscaping, like we've mentioned in other countries, we've got olive and citrus trees, which are native to this country, as well as date palms and banana plants. Banana plants. We love it. And I think that that is one of the elements. The landscaping is, is one of the things that brings these countries to life. It's not just buildings. It is the full the full nine with the, the vegetation that surrounds you, the music that surrounds you, and the way that the buildings look and the way they're... Um, the the way that they're represented is is 360 it's not just the the buildings or the representation um and the the one thing i don't know if people really think to go in and check it out when you're looking at these structures on the outside um when you're walking through world showcase a lot of people don't know which ones if any have the ability to walk in and in morocco there is um what's called the fez house which is a representation of a moroccan courtyard that you might find in somebody's home where it looks like there's kind of railings above you there's a little fountain in the middle i've actually seen people filling water bottles from this fountain oh that's Um, that's a no-go for me party foul like Um, that's florida swamp water yeah it is not filtered and it's not moroccan by any (laughs) yeah i've also seen a grown a grown man drinking from it like sideways like it's (gasps) a water fountain i mean i guess if you're thirsty but yeah nasty please don't do that i do do love going into this section of the pavilion because it is gorgeous if you look up you can see all the railings above you there are mosaic tiles everywhere another great photo spot i have plenty of photos up in this area so up in this area up in here (laughs) up in here up in the fuzz house um so definitely go take a visit um i did see something online that if you get close enough to the fountain and you listen in apparently you can hear children like laughing and playing cute so i thought that was really cute never noticed that before so the next time i go I'm going to have to pay attention to that and see if I can hear the children. Yeah, I definitely am going to check that out. I love little details like that. They have similar things on Main Street um, in Magic Kingdom where, again, the things that are surrounding you, even the sounds, are trying to put you in the space that makes you feel like you're really in, you know, an authentic courtyard of somebody's home in Morocco. Okay, so we've talked a lot about these landmarks and the architecture. I think it's time for us to move on to some food and drinks, which there are a few options in this pavilion. And one option that is no longer available to us, but we do still want to mention as a part of its history. So we're going to kick it off with our quick service option, which is going to be our Spice Road Table. This is the quick service restaurant that is actually located right beside the lagoon before you even actually enter the pavilion it's very much like in mexico where you have the cantina same type of vibe um right there on the water 
And I will also note with this area specifically, if you are not wanting to walk around World Showcase, right by this quick service restaurant is the boat service that takes you around World Showcase. So you've got that right there as well. So you could grab your quick service and then you could hop on the boat and head to another area of World Showcase, which I think is kind of cool. I think a lot of people don't realize that that's an option, that you can board a boat and not have to walk the full stretch of world showcase i forgot the other spot where it like drops off do you remember i feel like it's somewhere over between like the uk and france i don't know or yeah i had to i have to look it up but i do i was watching a youtube video on morocco and saw that that's where the one of the boat stops was and i was like oh i forgot that was there not france i'm thinking of the morocco one which is next to france so yeah i don't know where it drops you off but probably has to be like opposite side of the yeah. lagoon so probably on one of the um germany area maybe yeah probably like. one of the episodes we've already done <laughs> so Oops. oopsies but that is an option to you if you were wondering what this little boat thing was then there you go that's what it's for but we're talking about food right now but i wanted to mention that was right there by there have you ever eaten at this quick service before i have not eaten at this quick service i have eaten in morocco at any of the festival booths that end up um, being at another location that we'll talk about in just a second, but I have not actually eaten at Spice Road Table. Um, If you are a lover of Mediterranean food, then this is a great place to get some. Um, It's definitely like light and fresh bites compared to a lot of places that you might find in a theme park, which I think is a unique offering. So if you like Mediterranean food, um, if you like kebabs, hummus, all of those things, then this might be a good spot for you to check out. Yeah, and they I noticed on their menu that they do mostly small plates, and so mm-hmm. um, you can get a little bit of kind of a few things on the menu and, and try. So I think that's kind of, uh, kind of caters to those that like, I guess, festival booths because those are also small plates. So a year-round festival booth, Spice Road Table. Yes, and I'm going to stick on the same side of the pavilion on the World Showcase Lagoon side. Right when you're entering the Morocco Pavilion on your right, um, there is going to be what's called the Moorish uh, Pastry Cafe. And there's actually a lot of good little bites here. Um, They have really good croissants. They also have a Moroccan margarita here, which is really good if you're into that. Um, So they have a couple of alcoholic options as well as regular drinks and some tasty pastries. So if you want something quick and definitely like a snack um this is a good place to stop and get something a little bit different as well yes and if you are into those festival booths you can stop by the tangerine cafe yeah so i um courtney just got back from experiencing festival of the arts and one of the things that is one of my favorite things i think period that i've had at one of the festivals comes from this um, festival booth during Festival of the Arts. They have what are called phyllo pockets. They're like these flaky pastry like things with filling in the middle and they also have really good chicken kebabs. So um, those are both things that, you know, whether it's Festival of the Arts or another festival, it's worth checking out. They have some really 
good and unique finds um, in Tangerine Cafe. And that's going to be on the opposite side. Um, as you're walking through the pavilion, it's going to be if you're looking at the fountain over to the right, um, right in the front. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. And they did used to have a table service in here that recently closed, I believe during COVID. Yeah. Um, it was the, um, it was the Marrakesh. Yeah. Restaurant Marrakesh. It was all the way in the back. There's another little fountain that you can find in the back with some double doors. It's really hidden. Like if you didn't know that there was a full, restaurant in the back you can't hear it you can't see it it's definitely something that I feel like people you know probably missed because they didn't even know it was there um, they did have belly dancers that went through the restaurant once upon a time which I think is interesting, yeah, that is interesting. Um, but yes the restaurant closed and fun fact it's now like a wellness rest area that is sponsored by a uh, a healthcare provider from Florida. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a an insurance, um, almost like if Blue Cross and Blue Shield was sponsoring like a rest zone, um, but it's a Florida specific healthcare um, company and you can register for people who are Florida residents that have this healthcare or health insurance. I'm not sure if it's insurance, but um, if you are a member to this particular thing, you can go in and they have um, light snacks and beverages, but you can also go on their website and register for a guest pass and walk right in. And so interesting. You got air conditioning, you have like imagine a table service restaurant. I mean, decent in size are lots of tables and seats that aren't being used for people at the quick service restaurants that you're like fighting for a table and you can get some light munchies back there if you just have a guest pass for I guess so Florida's healthcare system <laughs> it's so interesting it's like a DVC lounge but not DVC right. and just like Florida healthcare which is so like left field I feel like yeah like they were like oh restaurant closed let's just have a sponsor and some wellness area which okay i've never been back there i don't know if you've experienced this special area of morocco please let us know yeah i saw tiktok about it oh okay well we have to maybe share that tiktok on our socials people can know what we're talking about definitely okay so that's kind of it for food and drink i would say most people will probably stop at spice road table you got some good views some quick and easy food or some booths so let's move on to if there are any like attractions of sort in this pavilion which there's not like a ride or anything but there are a few things that you can see and experience here correct so for the attraction list we have um first off the gallery of arts and history you can enjoy a bunch of different exhibits that are about moroccan arts and um like they have different artifacts from morocco costumes or clothing that is culturally specific to morocco um and you can go through and enjoy that i the one time that i have checked this out it's empty like if you want to get away from a crowd people just skip over this and don't probably know that there's this little exhibit that you can walk through i don't know i didn't even know until recording this episode or researching for this episode that this even existed so i'm one of those people like i said people kind of just skip through morocco i don't know that after you see what's up front that you're sticking around to go through any of the other hidden doorways um but yes there's a gallery for um moroccan arts that you can can see and experience and get away from people yeah, that is like 
I don't know. There's so many little hidden gems in Disney where I'm like, oh my gosh, I never knew that existed. And oftentimes other people don't either. And then it's just a really quiet, serene place to enjoy some rest, I guess. So that's like nice to know. Spoiler alert. There's a place you can go that nobody else is really there. Yeah. What else do we have? Okay, so we also have an exhibit that is called The Race Against the Sun, The Ancient Technique to Modern Competition. And it is actually an exhibit that highlights the marathon rally of the gazelles. I'm not going to say the Moroccan version of it because I already know I can't pronounce it. So it like also shows that and the history of the Berbers, which are the ancient inhabitants of the Sahara. I mean, hey, if you can sit down and see some stuff to get an education and learn something new why not yeah and in this exhibit you'll find race gear trophies a photo op with the uh, rally of the gazelles which is actually an off-road all-woman desert rally yeah so what that's crazy yeah so i feel like i actually just watched like a small documentary on this it's like several days um you're trying to like get through the desert Oh, man, I wish that um, I could confirm whether or not what I was watching was actually this race. Um, but it's like it's pretty intense. And it's yeah, it's only women. I mean, through the desert. Yes, through that the sounds, desert. I, I'd watch a movie about it, not even a documentary. Like, just make a whole movie about it. Yeah, <laughs> it like takes several days. People get lost and they also have like teams tracking you so you can make sure that you get through but yeah super interesting and if you're in Epcot and need a breather like just go and learn about this this particular it's called a marathon I think that there's like um like vehicles involved you're not like running um but yeah it is a race of sorts yes (laughs) it is a race of sorts but again you know world showcase original concept was to give the people a taste of these countries and help educate people on the culture and the foods and the music and all of these things and so um this is part of that original vision and I feel like it you you lose a little bit of the depth of life that world showcase has when you skip over things like this i feel like to go and be like yeah i've literally done everything in world showcase not just had 12 drinks from all (laughs) around the world um it really deepens your appreciation for all that went into um the development of this area of walt disney world and also you know the fact that people like kings are this like this is the information that they wanted us to have like this is what they would say, hey, if you want to see and experience Morocco, check this out. I think that that's really neat. When I think that's one thing to even say about World Showcase as a whole, like if you really think about it, like what is what are the chances you're actually in your life going to be able to visit all 11 of these countries and experience their culture? I know it's cheesy to say, but I think it is a small touch of being able to travel the world and learn about the history and culture of each of these places without actually going there and I think that's we should take time to really appreciate that and um you know learn something from each pavilion whether or not we have the privilege of going there in person of course it would be amazing to do that for all 11 countries but realistically you know how how is that going to happen unless you're like it is my bucket list to do the world showcased in in real life so which would I be think awesome that's a great bucket list I don't know how quickly I mean, you'd probably be knocking out, like, 
a handful of them in one trip yeah. maybe it was would be the way to do it um but yeah just to get a taste of it and know for me this as a disney lover when i go to epcot i know that what i'm experiencing even though it's in the middle of central florida is somewhat authentic yeah. makes me feel like you know i do have some sort of understanding in a very 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 small way of all of these countries of course we would never diminish the size and expansion of actually visiting one of these countries in real life um, but it is nice that disney's like here let, let us give you just a taste um and i think morocco does a really good job of that um by making it such a like culture-filled history-rich pavilion and so you can see that through those exhibits but if you're looking for a little fun in morocco and you're not really into the history side of things and you're like i love jasmine where's jasmine you can find her in morocco yes. you can meet her she has a little meet and greet although jasmine is from agrabah which is a made-up place that would probably be close to Morocco. Um, she does meet in Morocco. There's like a little stage um, at the front of the pavilion. And if you are walking through, you would not miss her. So um, you can check for when she'll be out. But she does have a meet and greet there, which is nice um, for the kiddos who are strolling along with parents to be able to see a familiar face. And I love that. And a full, a cool, full, a cool fun fact for this area is they actually used to have a band that used to play at this area where Jasmine now meets, and it was called Moroccan. Yeah, they're no rocking. <laughs> they're rocking, rocking the way. I love that. So I kind of wish Disney would like bring back some of these older things they used to do in the pavilion, just as like a maybe like an anniversary or a celebration of World Showcase. That'd be really cool. The, I know that they have brought back a lot of the live music throughout World Showcase. I wonder if there is a version of Moroccan, maybe not the same group, but um, something like that that's happened. I haven't seen live music being played in Morocco in a while. Um, I know I've seen it in Germany, in the UK, in Canada, um, but I, I in Mariachi Cobre in Mexico, those are the places I can think of live music, but... Um, I don't recall if it is back in Morocco yet or not, but it's, again, I think really fun to experience the different parts of these cultures, and music is a big part of any culture, so um, maybe it would be great if you could bring that back, Disney. Yeah, who knows? Okay, let's go shopping. Yes, we must go shopping. I mentioned it earlier, but the marketplace in this pavilion, if you are just strolling straight through the pavilion and not exploring, you won't see it. You won't find it. And I think that's part of the beauty and the fun of this area is it really is like a little hidden treasure trove of lots of fun things that you can find. And I feel like that is how it would be in Morocco. Like you would go through this little arched you know, alleyway into this bazaar of sorts and be able to do your shopping and um, you know, maybe meet some local vendors and see what produce they have or what jewelry or clothing. And I love that they have this set up as a market of sorts. There's lots of shopping opportunities, kind of like Germany. Germany had a lot of different shopping stores that were all connected. You can see that here as well. There is a market where you can find like souvenirs, gifts, handcrafted keepsakes, along with merchandise from Aladdin. Like if you want Aladdin merch, which I feel like is kind of difficult to find, yeah. this would be the spot to go and grab it. 
Yeah, and this um, little spot, it's going to be in between that pastry cafe and um, Spice Road Table. Uh, There is, and somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if there are hidden Mickeys throughout each of these countries. I know we talked about one in Germany. Um, There's probably one that you can find in each of these pavilions, but this one I think is the biggest hidden Mickey in World Showcase. If you look on the doors to this um, souvenir shop, there are these like silver plates that are in three circles, two little ones and one big one. And it's so cute. So cute. And um, personal story, one of my favorite details in World Showcase, maybe this is why I love Morocco, that same door, if you go to it, there is a little picture, a little sign and in Arabic it has some writing and then under it it says dentist and there's a little picture of a dentist so for me i'm like oh this is my spot they have you know singled me out (laughs) this is me spot this is where i live so so um if you're looking for a dentist they apparently have them in morocco oh my gosh okay so that's at the front of the pavilion now if we head to the back towards the marketplace what can we find back there i mean all kinds of stuff you can find i think some beautiful art but they also have fun things like um like the outfits that belly dancers wear and um a lot of pottery they have like magic lamps they have like genie lamps that you can find back there um there are specific names for a lot of these places that we won't go over but you can find a laundry list of authentic culturally representative souvenirs um from morocco and they have like rugs they have cooking utensils they have hats i mean the list goes on and on there's so many items you can buy if you think it you could probably buy it back here in this pavilion i mean i just imagine like buying a rug and like walking around disney with <laughs> I know. a rug that would be such a cool rug to buy though if i was gonna buy a rug from disney i would probably buy it from the morocco pavilion yeah i would I just be like just to say i don't think this is gonna fit in a locker sir <laughs> yeah just to say like oh i love this rug and you're like oh it's from morocco but in Disney. Um, (laughs) What a fun story to tell when somebody's walking through your house. I love that. Gosh, is there anything else you want to say about shopping before we move on to just a few fun facts and then we'll rate the pavilion? I don't think so. I think I would just encourage people to actually wander through um, and check out all that Morocco has to offer because there is a lot more than meets the eye. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so one of my favorite fun facts about this pavilion is something that I did not know until probably a few years ago. I think I either saw a TikTok or someone pointed it out to me. I don't remember how, but I think it is one of the coolest things that Disney has ever done with their architecture. If you are standing in Morocco and you look at it from a distance, you can see Tower of Terror like in the skyline of the Morocco Pavilion, and it looks like it just fits right in. We'll post a picture so you can see what we're talking about. Oh my gosh. Tower of Terror was constructed after the Morocco Pavilion. So as it's going up, I'm sure Imagineers are like, Yo, this is in the sight line of all that's happening in World Showcase right now. And it totally disrupts the story, which I think is something that Disney does better than anyone else. It's like that in Magic Kingdom, where if you're in one land of Magic Kingdom, you don't see the other land coming up. They make these transitions and 
selections and decisions to disguise what you are experiencing so that the story of where you're standing isn't broken. And that is true of World Showcase. If you are standing where Spaceship Earth is at the front of where you're going to choose Mexico or Canada and you look straight back through to where Morocco is, if Tower of Terror was blue, it would be right behind Morocco. And so I think that they saw this happening and they said, oh, we we got to make sure these blend together. And so they do. I love that. I mean, it's in a totally different park. Like, it's not even like it's a different land in Epcot. Like, it's in Hollywood Studios and it still makes the pavilion immersive. I'm like, how, what, when? Like, it just blows my mind. Like, I think that's like the farthest Disney maybe has gone to um, blend an area. Like, I just think that is so incredibly cool. And then the last thing I wanted to mention for fun facts is that this is the only pavilion where the government from the country itself represented he was involved in the development of the area so like other areas like the obviously there was like government touches here and there but this is the this is like the pavilion where they were like no we want full control over what this looks like and having our hands on this so that it can be as authentic as possible yeah and the the pavilion itself was sponsored by Morocco or the Moroccan government for a while, but in 2020, Disney fully took over. So Disney now has all the rights and owns mm-hmm. everything. Um, but I think that that's one of the reasons I love this pavilion so much is that compared to all the other ones, you really know that you're you're getting a true taste of that country. I'm also giggling in my mind because it just popped in my head. Um, that there used to be something in this pavilion that looked like something and they got rid of it because people used to think it resembled something else. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Mm, is it inappropriate? It's inappropriate. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. yeah. If you if you know what we're talking about, we're not going to talk about it. But it is funny. Just look up like what was removed in Morocco and you might get a little giggle. If you know, you know. You know, you know. So, Okay. Gosh, I think it's time for us to rate the pavilion and then say what would attraction would we put in here to maybe up that rating. So I'm going to let you go first this time because you love this pavilion and I'm curious what your number is. So even though I love this pavilion, I'm giving it a seven. Okay. I was going to give it like a seven and a half. Okay. I, I mean, I like that. That's great. Yeah. I... Uh, like, like I've said before, I don't spend tons of time in these pavilions because I'm just go, go, go. But I think it is one of the most beautiful pavilions that we have. And I love getting photos here. Um, I love the market. I think it's super fun. Yeah, I am in total agreement. I think this pavilion is stunning. I think in terms of views, it is one of the best. Um, the food here, if you like Mediterranean food, is great. And there's a lot to see and explore. I think the surprise of Morocco when you're walking through is one of the things that I love about it. But as far as what you can see and experience there, um, I feel like Disney could maybe put some extra stuff in here to zhuzh it up a bit. Um, But outside of that, I mean, if you, I'm not the biggest lover of Mediterranean food. So my, the things that I like here are pretty limited, Um, but the, pavilion itself is gorgeous and it almost gets a seven just for that okay so attractions what would we add to maybe bump that seven to a ten well courtney has her notes and so she already knows what i'm gonna say i already know what you're gonna say and i i don't even have an idea because yours is just really good 
Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I feel like a lot of these attractions, when we come up with them, it's really who like puts it in the note first because <laughs> I'm sure that whatever version of an attraction you would have put in here would have been similar. Um, but we mentioned that Jasmine has a meet and greet in Morocco. So naturally, my brain went to Aladdin. And with Aladdin, there are probably plenty of directions that you could go with an attraction. We already have magic carpets of Aladdin in Magic Kingdom, and I definitely don't want something like that that's like a Dumbo spinny kitty ride. I'm thinking that in the back, instead of an entrance to what used to be Restaurant Marrakesh, you are going to go into the Cave of Wonders. Ooh, ah, tell me more. <laughs> so in my head, the the rider would be the diamond in the, in the rough they would be the aladdin going into the cave and they have to find the genie's lamp obviously you're gonna get derailed by abu and his greed and so it would be like i mean i kind of already mentioned this with um talking about harry potter and like escape from gringotts yeah. where like you could feel like you're on a magic carpet but there's like some actual movement and some visual stuff maybe like a flight of passage like you could like Ooh, okay ri- yeah ride. like a simulator vibe yeah you could the first part would be like rise of the resistance where you're walking through the cave and there's all of these incredible jewels and things that you're looking at and then the next part of the attraction you actually get on carpet and he's going to take you to the lamp and that would be like the simulator part um so that's i like it that's my idea i mean look you know just get rid of the florida healthcare <laughs> setup yeah. in the restaurant and turn it into a, some type of attraction why not obviously we'd need like a bigger show building than like a table service restaurant but i'm sure disney's got some land back there they can work with there's yeah. plenty to still go around yeah not we'll worry. just build all the way up to tower of terror since it's like directly behind perfect and then it'll literally be one seamless pavilion with <laughs> when you get out of the cave of wonders you're actually at tower of tower terror. of terror <laughs> Surprise, you're in a new park. You thought that you didn't get park hopper tickets, but surprise, you did. Here's the way to secretly hop to a different park without having a park hopper ticket. It makes sense because, you know, Genie and all his magic, you made a wish, now you're in a new park. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gosh, Morocco, what a fun pavilion. So much that we've had to talk about here. Where are we headed next? Oh, the one, the only... Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> we're, we're jumping ahead on our global greetings, but we're going to France. We're going to France. So stick with us and check out next week while we head to France. If you guys are wanting to see these World Showcase pavilions in person or visit the countries that they are inspired by, you can certainly start planning your perfect Disney vacation with us at the Castle Chat through Magic by Kate. We have been able to create our own travel advisor business through Kelly's Magical Vacations, now KMV Travel, and we would love to be able to help you, our listeners, create your perfect Disney adventure. For more information or to start planning, you can go to the link in our bio or find the Magic by Kate page on Instagram.
Well, guys, thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of the Castle Chat. But for now, we'll leave you what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.